0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 393 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have Matthew Gary. He's with Northwestern Mutual. Matthew, how are you doing, man?
1: Fantastic. How about yourself?
0: Doing terrific, and I love your enthusiasm on, on later in the day on a Monday. That's impressive
1: you know, a good start to my week, uh, included meeting with a few other uh, potential clients. So I'm go. riding the high on, uh, helping out a bunch of people in my community.
0: Nothing better than that. I love it. I love it. Well, let's start with Northwestern Mutual and what you're doing in the community, Matt. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah. So Charlie, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, essentially what it is I do every day is I sit down with busy, successful people, um, like you and Barb, (laughs) and uh, I take them off their treadmill uh, a couple times a year (laughs) and for about an hour, help them think outside the box, help them think about what it is that they want to accomplish, not just for today, but three, five, 10 years down the road. And that's not just about finances. It's about uh, them being, uh, say, if they're a married couple, what they want to get accomplished personally, Uh, if they're a entrepreneur uh, or a doctor or a mechanic or an engineer, what they want to get accomplished professionally. So then we write it all down and then I help them come up with a plan to make sure that they get from where they are today to where it is that they want to go. So the intention of all my conversations is to make sure that uh, I work on a very highly confidential basis and anything I ask my clients, uh, they can definitely ask me right back. And my goal is to make sure that I'm able to uh, plan with foresight to make sure that I uh, talk about and plan for some inven- inevitable financial concerns that people end up
0: facing. Mm. Yeah, I love it. So you're like uh, I love your your term pulling folks off the treadmill, and especially with business owners. It's just so easy, I'm sure to get bogged down in business, and before you know it, a year goes by two, three, four years and and if you don't have a roadmap, which you help them put together, right, you know, some kind of a directional, you can end up working a lot of time, putting a lot of time into your business, but not really getting anywhere as close to where you maybe had imagined when you first started. So, uh,
1: yeah, I find that, especially with business owners, yeah. and th- this isn't true of all of them, but a lot of the ones that I've sat down with uh, over the past year, a lot of business owners treat their business like a business and they treat their personal finances like a hobby. Hmm. So it's my goal to make sure that, you know, at some level and at some basis, they're able to take incremental steps to making sure that they're not ignoring the things that if they do a little bit of work on the front end, it pays off Hmm. in tremendously in the back end. Sounds like you also provide
0: them a little bit of accountability, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things to say is, you know, I can help you help yourself. Mm -hmm. This is about you. It's not about me, but Mm -hmm. eventually if I help out enough people, I'm going to be successful in my business. And that's, that's what good business is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. How about your journey into this business, Matthew? What was that like?
1: So I learned a little bit about uh, finances through my father. Uh, He taught me a lot about, uh, um, getting into the stock market, a lot about, uh, uh, stocking away money. Uh, I think it, back in the eighties ni- and nineties, stocking away money was a little bit more attractive of an option, especially in a higher interest rate, uh, mark, uh, field hmm. nowadays, uh, places where you can park your money that provide a stable rate of return, aren't that attractive and they're not that effective. So, uh, he taught me a little bit about the stock market. He taught me a little bit about, um, you know, what to do to help yourself uh, be able to comfortably retire. Uh, He did so at age 57. So uh, he practiced a lot of what he preached and that helped me uh, when I eventually got the opportunity to come work with Northwestern Mutual. Uh, I saw the planning that he did uh, by himself. He also ran across uh, a lot of people in the industry that really weren't um, the best. Uh, They weren't in it for their client's best interest. They were in it for getting in and getting out. And I swore when I started up my financial planning practice, I'd be doing it for a long haul. I'd be doing it for people like him because, uh, what, he was retired by the time that I started getting into the industry. Uh, he told me, you know, if I had done some of the groundwork that you, you've been talking to people about, I would have done that. And I'd probably be in a better position, probably have a little bit less risk on my, my plate, but you know, he, he talks to, uh, shoot, my dad's been in the area for 40 plus years and has had lots of friends and family throughout the years, uh, come in and out of the area. So I've, uh, I've helped out a lot of people in that circle and yeah, it my practice has been growing since then. So.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, nothing better than, than to have a role model and, uh, you know, see them, do the types of things that you can now help your clients and even yourself, right? Do you, do you uh, like look in the mirror often and, and map out your, your roadmap and your plan?
1: Well, funny enough I guess asked that, uh, <laughs> one of your previous episodes, uh, you interviewed my business partner, Chad Luttrell.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, about two years before I ended up getting the offer from Northwestern Mutual, he uh, found me when I was working in another industry, and uh ended up bringing me on as a client helped me with my plan and ever since then it's been growing tremendously and i have him to thank for the opportunity to come aboard because i wouldn't have thought about getting into the industry if it wasn't for him
0: yeah yeah Yeah, that's great so how about myths in the you know wealth building financial planning world anything come to
1: mind So some misconceptions I have about people, Mm -hmm. um, excuse me, some misconceptions I hear from people about uh, working with somebody in my industry is that you have to have X amount of dollars to end up sitting down with a financial planner. And, you know, some uh, people that have my role, they do have a minimum requirement. Um, You know, there are some brokerage houses that, it's not cost effective to work with them because of the high percentage of fees for lower uh, account balances. And a lot of people think that they just have to go out and do it on their own. Mm. When in fact, working with an advisor that, um, that doesn't have those types of barriers to entry can help them take the incremental steps that they need to end up getting to a point where, you know, I've, I've done, years worth of work, I want to make sure that my money's staying with me, not going to other places like Uncle Sam, like uh, where the courts tell them to. And uh, if you interview somebody in my industry and you want to get, um, if you want to sit down with them and, and go over a plan, some of them will just charge a flat fee up front. And that, that's appealing to a lot of people, uh, the fact that they don't have uh, reoccurring costs. And they can just go ahead and execute their plan on their own. Um, that, that advisor will give them guidance up front. And every, anytime that you want to sit down with them, yeah, their time is worth money. And just like how you would go to a lawyer or go to a doctor for a visit, you pay them a fee. So th- there's all sorts of different ways that you can work with a financial advisor, finding the right one that works with your best situation. You know, it'll, it'll take a little bit of research, just like anything, uh, buying a car, buying a house, but really sitting down and working with a financial advisor next to a doctor would probably be the longest term uh, business relationship that you end up having over the course of your working years. So it's incredibly important that, uh, especially during down markets, if you have somebody as a sounding board to talk to, is this a good time to sell? Is this uh, is, Am I overexposed to risk? those types of things, uh, uh, humans are not the best investors because we end up doing things based on emotion. Mm. And the further we can have some, something or somebody helping us think logically through really is a math problem. Emotions don't solve math problems, logic and reason do. So uh, having, having somebody in your corner really does help that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I can imagine uh, how emotions could get in the way and decisions are made based on emotions. And then you look back and say, what was I thinking? You know, that have someone like yourself who can just provide a sounding board if nothing else, uh, and provide that clarity that is logical and not emotional. Yeah, exactly. And who's available too. I guess that's the other part, right? You want, you want to work with someone who, uh, is going to get back to you in, in a reasonable amount of time. And, and I'm not, not sure how prevalent that is in, in your world, but, you know, just business in general, there are businesses who respond and there are businesses that, that don't. And, you know, when it comes to emotions and you need to talk to someone now, uh, response time is probably really important in your world, huh?
1: Yeah. especially when we're dealing with, People's financials. Yeah. You want to be able to go ahead and call up somebody, and within 24 hours have a have an answer yeah. of what it is that you're. If something doesn't go according to plan, you need someone. You need a team behind you that's going to go ahead and make sure that the plan that you had in place is being executed on.
0: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. How about outside of the office? What are you doing for fun?
1: Well, nowadays I've been. Uh, uh, the last year and a half or actually in a year there hasn't been that much traveling, but I do have a trip, uh, plan to go out to, uh, uh, Colorado and nice. uh, go out hiking, go out, uh, up on the mountains. Um, that's one of the things I love to do before COVID, uh, mm. down here in Florida, you really don't get to do any rock climbing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. that, that's something that over the last five years I've, uh, I really enjoyed and getting to travel. Uh, I play golf, I play sand volleyball, uh, in my spare time. Um, a lot of my friends have kids. So, uh, uh, actually volunteered a lot of the youth leagues and do, uh, officiating of sports. So, uh, little league baseball, basketball, football, and also all the way up to the high school level in the, the last two. I've been doing that since I was a sophomore in college. And it's, uh, it's been a way for me to keep around the sports that I've, uh, enjoyed in my, my youth. And it's a good way for me to give back to the community.
0: Yeah
1: so let's go back
0: to rock climbing
1: mm-hmm. so you're going
0: to go to colorado and you're going to climb some rocks now I'm, yes. I'm 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 guessing these are more than just like like uh maybe when i hike and i jump up to a rock and i say i climbed a rock you, 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 how high do you go
1: ah uh, the lo- the highest i've ever done is 200 feet on uh one going up to another summit so but the only, uh, rock paths I've taken, um, rock climbs I've done are like 85 degrees up. So we're talking like, instead of being straight up, we're talking just a flight <laughs> incline. So you can, you can kind of lean against the, the rock as you go in and it's already, it's already got, uh, anchors in it. And I've got, I go out with another person. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we go ahead and belay each other, you know, it, it, it it's meant for being outside, being out in nature, and getting a full body workout. There's no other more intense workout that you can get than climbing up oh a rock, my. holding on to your body weight, and oh. and pulling yourself up for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So do you ever get
0: partway up and just go, man, I am just wasted. I don't know if I can go any further.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, that happens a lot, but it's okay, because you have a partner that's safely on the ground, and they yeah. can and they're holding you by a system of pulleys that yeah. uh, decrease your wheat weight by half with each pulley. Oh, so wow. if you have two pulleys in place, then you're only a quarter of your weight. So somebody your same size is only holding you. Let's say you weigh 200 pounds. They're only holding 50 pounds. So wow. they're able to lower you down safely. And, and that's the smart way to go about it. You make sure all your equipment's okay. You make, make sure you have a plan before you go out there. Hey, what happens if something goes wrong? Uh, we, mm. we know how to, you down safely we know how to uh climb backwards we know we know how to retrace our steps and make sure that we get Mm. down so we uh we come back off the mountain one piece
0: very cool very cool yeah that's so interesting so where are you going to go in colorado
1: uh we're going to go down to colorado springs Mm. uh is where one of my friends lives and then we are going to go out west um he's the expert i'm not It's his, it's his home territory. So I'm along for the ride. And I told him I've got all my equipment. I'll bring it out there with me. Let's go.
0: Nice. Nice. Wow. That's exciting. How about from a a hardship or a life challenge standpoint, Matthew, you know, looking back a time that you were maybe pushed to the limit, but you made it through and you can now say, Hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. What comes to mind?
1: Some hard hitting questions. Huh? Okay. Um really I'd say the toughest thing I've gone through is having uh my first my first year in this industry has been mm-hmm. the toughest thing ever because you know there there are a lot of people that do what I do and I get it um a lot of the conversations I've had with people is oh yeah i I've got a guy that takes care of that okay, well, if you don't for your benefit, why don't you tell me what about what it is that you're doing? And maybe there's something that I do differently that you haven't thought about before, give you one or two good ideas. And if that's the least thing that happens, then you're better informed and better well off. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my industry, I give everybody the opportunity to at least have a conversation and it's tough because maybe one out of every 10 people that I end up um, having a brief discussion with, end up sitting down and going over what it is that, uh, that they're doing and seeing if I can help them in any way. So, uh, just like any business where interacting with the public, uh, is key. Uh, I end up hearing a lot of no's and that's okay before I hear a yes. And then that's great because I'm able to help and impact that person and their family and their business in a positive way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. A- that's a great answer. And, uh, know, yeah, for those who haven't gone into business or even done sales, it's maybe hard to understand that, but, um, yeah, you, you get up every day and we all have a decision to make and, and, um, you know, you're running your own business. I mean, I, I know you're part of Northwestern Mutual, but really it's up to you to put the bread on the table. Right. And, uh, it's, uh, it's that, um, Oh, what's that word? You know, discouragement that can easily creep in to someone because it's easy to say, oh, yeah, you know, I got to know, I got to know, I got to know. But boy, that, that can be, uh, that can take its toll over time. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we call it rejection or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's a strong word. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's, um, I think we're, we're wired to do everything we can to protect ourselves against rejection right against the big no whether it's just a simple in in everyday socializing to professional you know that's uh that takes a lot of courage i guess is what i'm what i'm saying so
1: yeah in the beginning uh when i started um no was a four-letter word and mm-hmm. i wasn't prepared to hear it all the time Yeah, uh, and then i realized well maybe i'm not communicating the best way uh, maybe that there's Uh, something in what I'm talking about doesn't resonate with people. So I had to go back to the drawing board, talk about uh, different uh, key topics that might be pertinent to the person I'm talking to either on the phone or in person. So uh, in my industry, there's a lot of uh, self-reflection on how it is that you're uh, talking to people, how it is that you're um, being relevant uh, to what it is that they care to talk about and educating my more educating myself more and more to make sure that, you know, I can be an expert in different areas of planning that make sense and matter to people that I'm reaching out to and part of my community and really like any business owner that has any small business here in the area, they know that they don't get money and let, and make a living for their family if they don't help out their community. So that's exactly what I'm doing. If I'm not helping impacting the lives of people in my community, then yeah, I won't be here just like any other business owner. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you in Northwestern Mutual? What would that be?
1: Well, I would say that the most important thing that I, I do when I'm sitting down with, anybody I'm working with is I make sure that they know that everything that I'm suggesting towards uh, to them uh, at the end of our meetings is that I'm making sure that no matter what happens in their world, if they live, if they pass away, if they become disabled, if the economy goes on its uh, head and the stock market goes down 50% in one year, Everything that I suggest to them, make sure that no matter what happens, them and their family are going to be okay. And that's really the, the biggest message that I'm getting out to the public, that if somebody wants to make sure that they're, they've got a good offensive strategy and a good defensive strategy when it comes to their finances, let's sit down let's talk.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we have listeners who want to do just that, Matthew. So what's the best way to, for them to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, uh, I can be reached uh, on my cell uh, at two, air code 239-777-1655. Uh, you can email me at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W dot P as in Paul dot Gary at m dot com.
0: Terrific. Well, Matthew, it's been a pleasure and uh, we wish you the best going forward there.
1: Charlie, I really appreciate the opportunity and I love what you're doing with your podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105.